slant pattern, and Hoy cuffs up the interception. Washington's got it. Washington's got it. Number one, Lewis Jones. You are about to enter the lounge, the sports lounge, with your host, Big Lou, and me, Big Lou's homie, Tony Kelly. You ready for the lounge? Welcome to the sports lounge with Big Lou, born in Venice, California, the son of a preacher man. He went to the University of Washington football team starting as a strong safety and outside linebacker. Big Lou has taken home three Pac-10 titles and two Rose Bowl wins. He had an undefeated season and a national championship in 1991. He's the CEO of Holy Fit 310 trainer to the California Hollywood elite. And now, please give it up for your host, Big Lou. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday to you all. It is me, Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. Uh, as always in the lounge with me, I got my co-host, my homie, Tony Kelly is here with me. Tony T, what's going on with you? Well, you know what, man? I'm just sitting here looking at this beautiful day here in Santa Barbara, looking at the beautiful sunlight. And then also I'm, I'm thinking about the wonderful games that we had this weekend. We had some NBA playoffs. We got some, in, some, some Major League Baseball news. We got a big hockey game tonight that maybe we can talk about. But more importantly, today is Memorial Day here in America. And we want to thank all of our veterans and all of those who, who, who sacrificed so much in the uh, pursuit of, of freedom and justice in this world. And um, I just wanted to let everybody out there know we appreciate it. We love you. And happy Memorial Day. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of that, Tony T, as, as well, man. And uh, say we are definitely, you know, sometimes the, the hardest thing to do is to say thank you for some people. I don't know why that is, but it is it seems to be a difficult task. Uh, but I definitely want to send my shout out to all of our men and women in the military uh, for what they do to keep us safe here. And uh, today is about them. So happy Memorial Day uh, to everyone, and especially our men and women of service. Uh, without you, not sure where we would be right now. So um, big shout out to all of those guys. As, but you know what? I'm going to use that, Tony, if, if, I, if I may real quick. You can. You can. Okay. But I don't want to jump into it too quick. But, but I have to say, uh, well, you know, while we're on it, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM is the first radio partner in the Los Angeles Guiltini's broadcast network. And if you are unaware, you should not be at this point. But if you are... The Los Angeles Guiltinis is L.A.'s first major league rugby team here. And last year, 2021 season, first year here in Los Angeles, they go out, they win the MLR championship. If, again, if you don't know, that's the major league rugby championship. And they are absolutely on, on fire right now, killing it. And uh, they went out this past weekend, that being Saturday, uh, and got another big win. And to celebrate part of that win, this coming, this coming weekend, June 5th, it's the, it's the regular season finale. We're planned to try to clinch number one seed in the Western Conference. 
Um, obviously, this will be a huge victory when we pull that win off because then hopefully we'll get that, that number one seed, which will give us the first round bye so our guys can get some rest. But moreover, how we're celebrating Memorial Day today, on June 5th, it's also a pride match celebrating the inclusivity of rugby and Los Angeles communities. They're, they're doing a huge deal right now for anyone who's coming to the June 5th match. And I'm telling you right now, you all need to be there. I'll be there. The Sports Lounge will be there. Tony T will be there with me and a whole host of other people. But we have a deal where for $20 plus minimal fees, you can get a ticket to the match, a Giltini's trucker hat, and a pair of rainbow rainbow uh, shoelaces to celebrate Pride Rugby Match uh, this coming Sunday, June 5th. There's a lot on the line, guys. And that link, that ticket link where you can get these things handled in one fell swoop, it's fevo.me, that's F-E-V-O dot me slash trucker hat. Man, do yourselves a favor, get a chance to get down there and check it out. Um, it's an absolutely exciting atmosphere to be there. And obviously we want as many people to be there as possible. And, and I say it every week and I'm going to say it again right now. The Giltini's got the best motto I've ever heard in sports. Uh, and, and it goes like this. It goes, we want fans in the stands with cans in their hands. Period. That's it. Get there, put a can in your hand and cheer like you're crazy because uh, it's going to be that type of atmosphere. Now, back to, to, to other stuff, you know, that you saw that basketball match yesterday, Tony, right? That basketball game. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, my, my question to you is this, that that last that last couple series of plays when uh, uh, Miami got the ball and they charged back down court. And Jimmy Buckets pulls up to shoot that three to give them the lead. Now, of course, it's like a Hail Mary, right? Hail Mary in, in terms of football. You throw the ball up, your guy catches it, scores a touchdown, greatest play ever. If he doesn't catch it, then there's all types of questions and comments and people are going to have things to say. My question to you is this. Would we be having a different conversation about the outcome of that game had he pushed that play to the basket and tried to just tie it up instead of going for the win? Well, what as you know, Big Lou, and here's the thing about the last sequences of plays. Jimmy Butler did not want to go to overtime. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler had played every minute of that game with no rest, and he knew in the back of his mind that the Celtics are just a better team from the number one spot all the way to the 12th spot on the bench. So in his head, he's like, you know what? Let me end this now. That's that Mamba mentality. And all of our fans of the Lakers, which I am truly one, we're knows what that Mamba mentality is. I don't want to give you a chance. I want to put a dagger in you now. And I want to end this now. I can't fault him for being aggressive. I can't fault him from taking a good shot. The man has been on a tear these last two games. And I think he has earned the right to take that shot make that decision in that moment, regardless of the outcome. You know, fair enough. Um, and, and I'm not challenging or questioning him having the uh, freedom, if you will, no pun intended, on Memorial Day. You like that? You like that right there? Um, I like to that in. <laughs> um, you know, taking that shot. He's a, he is a captain, right? He is a seasoned vet, legit. Um, but 
it's almost like, you know, wouldn't you rather play? I know he's tired. Again, you know, anybody playing this far into the playoffs, right, postseason play, yes, you're tired. That's part of the game. That's part of what we do as athletes, as professionals. Um, but in terms of percentage on that shot, again, would have been amazing if he had hit that. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you yourself, and I'm just asking you, would, would you right. have pulled up to take that shot or would you have tried to just continue the game and play another overtime or an overtime period? Well, you know what, I've all, you know what, it, it, it just really, and um, and even our guest, Adam, probably knows, there are just some players are just aggressive in certain moments, and you just know it, and you you almost can sense what's going to happen. Now, the best, now, if, you're, if your question is, was that the best basketball play? No. The best basketball play was continue down the lane, try to drive, draw the guys into the lane, and either dish it or take it strong and probably get too strong two foul shots to try to try to get, but, but I am an aggressive type of player. As I want to challenge the rim. I want to win. Now I'm at home. Me shooting this and Cause the guy was on a tear. So for me, the better basketball play was him to go down, be conservative, try to get two points, but right. I can't fault the man for being aggressive and wanting to put a dagger in his opponent. That's just where we ended. And it was a great game. And unfortunately for him and the Heat, they lost. But I can't fault a man for wanting to win right then and there. Listen, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, it, you know, it's tough. It's always easier to make that call when you're sitting on the sideline and you're not in the moment. And this is what I want some of our, well, you know, everyone that's listening, all of our fans to understand, even, you know, for our guys and, you know, our, our rugby guys, like our guillotinis, like it's, it's, you know, fans always seem to have the better vantage point when, when things are going down on the field of battle, whether it's rugby, football, if we're in, in an arena, talk about basketball, uh, if we're out at the baseball stadium, like, again, fans always have the better vantage point. Uh, and a lot of them have never really even played, uh, which is shocking uh, because they will always, you know, tell you what somebody did wrong and how they would have done it differently when they've never even played in front of, you know, 50 people, let alone, you know, so many thousands in a national TV audience. Um, and, you know, I got to say, I got to tell you, I, I thought Boston was done. And here's what I mean. When, when they lost it at home and had to go back to Miami for that game uh, we saw to, to, to win and get to the, to, the, to the championship, to the finals now, I, I literally thought it was over for them because now they're leaving home court. They got to go into Miami. You know, it's going to be loud. You know, it's going to be crazy. Um, and the energy is just always a little different when you're playing away from home versus at home. So I for sure thought that they were done. Uh, that said, got to tip your hat to the, uh, to the Boston Celtics. They played absolutely amazing, great team ball. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting championship series between them and Golden State to see how this thing is going to play out. I don't, I don't know. You know, we got our guest in the lounge. I haven't officially introduced him yet, but I want to get his two cents. He's got a, a Laker basketball jersey on. Is that right? Adam Ash, um, Mr. Mr. Scotland Rugby. Somehow we snagged him away and we got him over here with us with the Los Angeles Guillotinis. What, did, did you get to watch that game yesterday, Adam? Or, or were you too busy, you know, prepping and celebrating uh, from that big win we got uh, over the weekend? 
I actually didn't manage to watch the game, unfortunately. I was at the Angel City uh, football, the, the women's team game yesterday over at, uh, just in the stadium, Bank of California Stadium next to the Coliseum. So I was there until about 8pm last night. The Giltinis got invited along to to be part of their day and it was awesome. What an amazing experience it was. But no, unfortunately, I missed the basketball game last night. But I can tell you what, I bought this shirt I reckon maybe about nine years ago. I actually bought it in New Zealand when I was over there playing. And I think it now might be my longest held bit of sports memorabilia that I bought nine years ago. So I'm glad to be in LA now and repping the Lakers old school jersey. That's man, that's amazing. And you know what? That you know, I, I've never really been a fan myself of going back and re-watching games live. Like that's just never really been my thing. Um, I do know a lot of people who love to go back and watch a rebroadcast or, you know, replay a match that they may have missed in any of any sport for that matter. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty of cell phones nowadays. Like, you know, and for some of us, especially as sports enthusiasts, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's really difficult for me during football season, like American football season. I can't stay off my phone. I have every type of notification on and open and Yes, it has something to do with the fact I'm playing fantasy football, of course. Um, but just my passion for football in general, um, I need to know everything that's going on uh, at all points in time. And now I have included, naturally, the Los Angeles Guiltinis on that notification list. Uh, so I'm actually going to go to Verizon a little later today and change my plan so I can stop going over my minutes because uh, that's costing me extra money, too. And between that and gas, I'm going to be stuck at home with nothing to do with my phone. <laughs> You know, guys, another thing, Tony, we were talking about it earlier, you know, in honor of Memorial Day, I'm, I'm going to steal it and then I'm going to make you say yours first. And right. Adam, I want you to jump in on this as well. In, in honor of Memorial Day, what would you say, Tony, is your top three war movies of all time? Top three. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I have to go old school. My number one, actually, this is in no particular order. But I'm going to have to go old school on this one because I remember my dad watching this to death. And eventually it just sucked me in over the years. And I love it. The original Dirty Dozen. The original the, the, the Dirty, dirty Dozen. And, okay. my, and the next one would be Inglorious Bastards. Really? Yeah, man. The Inglorious. That's a whole nother level of what am I watching? Masterful okay. performances from from top to bottom blew my mind. But okay. now my third one, because I you know I, I wanted to give you a top five, but I'll give you top three. I am I'm stressed over Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now. Ooh, you, you know what? where I'm going, I'm, I'm... but just for the sake of just the acting. I have to go with Marlon Brando. Apocalypse Now, set the standard. That's my top three. Dirty Dozen and Glorious Bastards and Apocalypse Now. Okay. Before I drop mine, I, I want to I hear Adams as well. Uh, and, and I still haven't officially introduced Adam yet, but I am going to definitely lay, lay the groundwork for him when we, we get to that point. But I, I definitely cannot include him in this conversation because as soon as I ask you the question, his eyes rolled up to the top of his head. He was deep in thought. So I need to get his two cents on this right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. You got it. Let's go yeah. I'll give you mine then. So no surprises what takes first place, but we'll start in third. 
So for me, I'm going to say, I actually would say Inglourious Bastards as well, because I think I was just at the perfect age when that movie came out. I must have been about 14 years old. Okay. And I remember watching it in the movies and just being in awe. Like, it's just an amazing performance. I love the storyline. Like, I just, yeah, I've watched that movie probably five times now. Second would probably be Saving Private Ryan. Again, like, I watched that movie with my dad, you know, probably six or eight years ago. And just, like, it's just one of those movies that, like, you just get so into it that yeah. it just blows your mind. It's just a, an unbelievable movie it goes way back but obviously the, the the newest version was pretty sick and then no surprises for what takes first place for a scotsman braveheart we've got to go braveheart in there yeah. i think um, yeah I, a lot a lot of people like over here like with my accent like the first thing they say to me is our oh, braveheart william wallace and i love it because like i actually the area of scotland that i live in which is called sterling which is in between glasgow and edinburgh the two main cities in scotland is where that war that big Braveheart. Happened. Yeah, the big battle happened there, yeah. which is the, the the war that's in Braveheart. So my uh my home, my wife's home is right on that land. So I guess it's got an extra little bit of special meaning for me. But yeah, I've got to go Braveheart. Dude, that's a great blitz, Adam. I can't even disagree with that. You know, because Saving Prior Rhyme was really getting into my top three, but I had to go with something else. But great list. Great list. You know, oh, thank I'm you. torn, man. I'm I'm torn. I I know. I, I see. I see. Doctor D giving us the signal that we're we're coming up on our first break. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm torn, and I didn't even think about to to put Braveheart in the in 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 the the conversation for myself. But you know, absolutely one of the greatest movies out there for me uh, as well. Uh, but initially, I I had Platoon as one for me. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Platoon, you know, and all of these these war movies, with the exception of Braveheart, um, Adam would be the first that I first person that I have officially truly met from Scotland that has that type of connection to that movie. And especially being right there from Sterling, like, you know, yeah. we got to have another conversation off air just in case I have a slippage of tongue and I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but I just couldn't imagine that. And then, of course, Full Metal Jacket. Um, Another classic for me. Uh, and then, you know, Tony, I'm, I'm right there with you with Apocalypse Now. I actually still have different. the DVD um, Apocalypse Now Redux. Um, and it's always a fun one to pull out and watch. Kind of gory. Um, Dude, but, it was, you know, bro, say it was truth, something different. What was happening in that time, you know, in terms yeah. of war and what those guys had experienced, whether whether the details of the movie are, you know, spot on. Uh, that's in the conversation for another day. But entertaining. Absolutely. Uh, so those would be my top three platoon um, apocalypse now and uh, full metal jacket. Listen, guys, we are at that break right now, that break point. We, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Sports Lounge with Big Lou right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. I'm hanging out in the lounge today with my co-host, as always, my homie, Tony Kelly. And we got our guest, Los Angeles Giltini, Scotland's son, Adam Ash, is here with us. Don't change the dial, just change, turn the volume up. We'll be right back. you 
Sports Lounge every Monday at 12 p.m. Rebroadcast Monday at 10 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m., and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Get into the lounge. We sell crack to our own out the back of our homes. We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes too, like Attack of the Clones. What till we break a bag and you hear the crack of the bone to get by? Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by We commute the computer, spirits stay mute While your ego spread rumors We survivalists, turn to consumers Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome back You are not mistaken, you are tuned in to the Sports Lounge Right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM Santa Barbara News Press Radio Um you know, we were just talking about Memorial Day movies, the greatest war movies out there. Um, my guest who's in the lounge, so I'm going to make a formal introduction here shortly. Uh, and, you know, are my co-host, Tony Kelly. And I'm curious what you guys' top war movies are of all time. So if you have a chance, go ahead, email me, biglou at tslbiglou.com. Or you can call into the show right now, actually, and have this conversation with us. Tony, give them the number so they can call in and, and be a part of the lounge with us. Well, if you want to call the lounge and be a part of this wonderful discussion on this Memorial Day, the number is 1-805-564-1290. That's 805-564-1290. Man, don't be afraid. Call in and talk to us about it. Let's have some fun with it. Real quick, guys, just a few things I want to point out for you guys. June 5th, the regular season finale. Do not miss it. Everything is on the line. We like it that way. It's true competitive athletes. Uh, regular season finale with a chance to see your guillotinis clinch the number one seed in the Western Conference. It's also a pride match celebrating the inclusivity of the rugby and Los Angeles communities. We will also be celebrating the U.S., winning the bid for the 2031 and 2033 Rugby World Cups. That is huge all in itself right there. And to make sure you guys get a chance to come out to the match, the Guiltinis are never short on giving back to the community. Uh, they have their hands fully immersed and they're going to continue that way because they are a family-run organization. And that's what it's all about, giving back to the community. That said, we have a deal where for 20 bucks plus minimal fees, you can get not only a ticket to the match, you'll get a Giltini's trucker hat and a pair of rainbow shoelaces. What you're going to do is you're going to go to the link fevo.me slash trucker hat. That's fevo, F-E-V-O dot me slash trucker hat. We also have the sports lounge ticket link for any fans of the show that want to come see a match as well. For 20 bucks, you're also going to go on fevo.me 
slash sports lounge 65. Again, F-E-V-O dot me slash sports lounge 65. And, you know, I'm super excited about our guest in the lounge. He's been kind of jumping in and out with us to start the show, but I'm going to make it official now. Uh, we got Adam Ash, Los Angeles Guiltini, Scotland's son, um, here in the lounge with us today. And he's, he's, he was a mainstay of Scottish rugby for much of the past decade. Somehow we bribed him to come over here uh, and join us with the Los Angeles Guiltinis. I'm super excited to have him in the lounge. Adam, how are you? How's things going? Uh, what's the good word, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on the show today. It's been fun so far. Looking forward to some more conversation. But yeah, I'm good, doing well. Um, I'm kind of carrying a little bit of an injury at the moment. Um, so I didn't play on the weekend there just past. But obviously the boys got a fantastic win over in Utah. Uh, got the job done and... Now we're uh, we're sitting in a pretty good position uh, with with one week to go in the regular season. So yeah, I guess all is to play for next Sunday, and um, it's going to be an exciting occasion. Last regular season game, and it's at home. So just looking forward to to getting back in. We we go back in to train tomorrow. Uh, we'll review the game from Saturday there, uh, but today is, is is a rest day. So yeah, just uh, excited to be on here with you guys and, and looking forward to seeing what comes out of some good conversations. You know what? First, thank you for taking time out of your your day to be over here with us and hang out in the lounge. I'm not sure what your favorite drink of choice is. It could be a Gillies Lager or a Guiltini. I will reach out to the bartender right over to the other side and have them come get you squared away. Me personally. I, I, I figure if I throw myself under the bus, I leave nothing for nobody else to talk negative about me. Makes it easier that way. That said, I've never had a beer in my life, but I would love a strawberry daiquiri with some extra whipped cream on top. You know, kind of stir it up a little bit. Oh, man. It, it is a sassy drink, especially on a nice warm day like this. Um, listen, guys, I want to get you guys up to speed on Adam Ash. The number eight attended Alva Academy, and it was with Ayer in the Scottish Premiership where he found his first senior opportunity. Uh, his potential was quickly noticed by Glasgow, uh, and he was signed as a development player with the Warriors in 2011. Fast forward, Ash was recognized as one of Scotland's top prospects when he was awarded the John McPhail Scholarship in 2014. Uh, and then he showed his class for the Guiltinis in 2021 with his all-around skill and powerful running lineman and line-out option before a ruptured bicep ended that season. And we want to keep it happy and light here on the show, but I do have to ask, Adam, uh, just from, you know, me playing American football for as long as I had the opportunity to, I was very grateful for that. It's afforded me a lot of other opportunities. Um, I was natural progression for me. I went into the fitness world. I'm still in the fitness world. Um, but what is that like for, you know, for you? And this is the one and only thing I'm going to ask in reference to that. Other than that, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, but that being, you know, so physical, obviously fitness is a huge part of what we do as a profession. What is that like, you know, rupturing a bicep for one, um, and, and then not getting an opportunity or, you know, and wanting to be out there with your, with your, your brothers in arms, if you will. Um, how hard is that to just, you know, kind of not be able to participate in that respect, but we're coming back strong. I know that as well, but just what is that experience like for you, um, you know, 
always being in the mix and now having to kind of hang back uh, and do a little bit of rehab and, and get yourself prepared for the next go. Yeah, absolutely. So like, uh, I guess at the start of a, a professional career as a younger athlete, you know, 20, 21 years old, like it can be difficult because, you know, you, you don't really expect these things to happen. You know, like you think you're, you're young, you're invincible, you're never going to get hurt. And then I guess when it happens for the first time, it's pretty difficult. But I guess if there's one thing I've learned through playing professional rugby is that like, there's very, very few guys that don't get hurt. You know, everyone's going to catch a knock or need to get a surgery at some point. And, you know, last season, um, I managed to get, I think I, I, I played in the majority of the regular season games. I think I got to about round 16, round 16, I think it was. So um, I guess after contributing quite a lot in the majority of those 16 games and then rupturing my bicep tendon, I think it was one or two games before the playoff match. And then obviously we had the semi-final and final. It was pretty upsetting because like, you know, you, you know, you put a lot into it, you know, you're, your body hurts, but you know, you got to keep going because you're just aiming for, for this goal of winning the competition. And, you know, you, you put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it, but I guess, you know, you can never really control the outcome when you're putting your body on the line every week. You, you've got to kind of accept somewhere that, you know, you might get hurt. And I guess that happens at different points with different players. And I think at that point, sort of 15, 16 games into the season, it is at that point where your body's starting to scream out at you it's starting to hurt you've got a lot of inflammation you're sore you're fatigued so you know I guess at that point in the season you do start to see players coming down with injuries and I think an injury like a, a bicep tendon is probably just a result of you know fatigue you know exhaustion you know your your body's starting to say stop but you've got to keep going because you've, you've got more games etc so yeah it wasn't ideal but you know you, you kind of I guess as you get older as an athlete you learn to uh, roll with the bumps. Uh, there's always bumps in the road, so you just learn to sort of adapt and put your attention elsewhere, and you know, hopefully, get back out there at some point. But you know, it's just something I guess you got to get used to over the, a professional career. You, you know, and I will say this, and Tony, please jump in, please, at any point. Um, I will. I will. Uh, you, you know, it's it's a part of sports. You know, it is definitely a part of sports, and you know, it's. There's a saying, you know, at some point in time, at least, you know, it, to compare to rugby in the NFL, we'll say, you know, at some point in time, everybody's playing hurt. Um, you know, uh, but there's also a difference between it. And I learned this difference, you know, very young in, in my career. I think I was maybe still maybe a freshman in high school or a sophomore in high school. You know, back when I started high school, uh, we were not starting as a freshman. We were still starting in the 10th grade. Um, and I don't want to hear anything from anyone talking about how I'm aging myself. That's just where my school started. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that said, um, you know, a coach told me one time, he said, you know, are you injured or are you hurt? And I said, well, I'm not sure, coach, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> and there is a difference. If you're hurt, everybody can still play hurt. But if you're injured, you can't play. You probably can't move. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, that's what makes the guys that we watch, obviously, Adam, yourself, the Los Angeles Giltinis, and all of our professional athletes, uh, that's what makes them so unique is the ability to continue to do what they do on a high level, and they're not at 100%. Uh, so, obviously, the best of luck to you, man. I hope you heal well, heal fast. Uh, we definitely want you back out there as fast as possible, uh, running on all cylinders, because uh, we need that physicality uh, from you on that yep, rugby field, too. which puts me in the mind, have you ever been on, on, on the field in Sterling and just 
played a, a, a game of rugby with some of your mates growing up or, or running around the field and then have that moment of, man, this is where it all actually happened because it's got to be a surreal thing. But before you answer, we're at that moment. We have to take another quick break. Hey, you've been listening to Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. Uh, we got Scotland's son, Los Angeles Guiltini, Adam Ash is here with us. And listen, this is also your home for everything. Los Angeles Guiltini's news, highlights, interviews, recaps, ticket promotions, and more. We'll be right back after this short break. Lounge can be found on your radio dial at 96.9 FM and AM 1290 KZSB. Welcome back to the lounge, the sports lounge with Big Lou. And now, here's your host, Big Lou. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is me once again, Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. Hanging out in the lounge with me today, as always, my co-host, my homie Tony Kelly's here with me. And we got Adam Ash, Los Angeles Guiltini, Scotland's son. Uh, Mr. Rugby has born and raised right there by Sterling in Scotland. We all know what that resembles. Braveheart. He definitely has that because the guy runs around and runs into people full speed with no type of padding. So he definitely has to have a brave heart to do said things. Right before we went to that last break, I had dropped a question on Adam, uh, uh, basically asking, you know, being from that area in Scotland where true events have happened and went down right there on the on the battlefield in, at Sterling. And I asked him, I was like, have you ever grown up there? Did you ever get together with some of your mates and play a rugby match or, you know, any sports out there on the field of battle. Uh, and I, I was curious and we cut the break. So I want to give it over to Adam real quick so he can let us know if that in fact happened. And if so, what was that like? Adam, you got it. Yeah, man. So the, one of the rugby clubs that I played at when I was a youngster coming through the, the ranks was a team called Sterling County and their field is, is on this really iconic bit of land. So, you can see when you're standing in the middle of the field, you look up 
to the, I think it's the south, and you've got the castle, Stirling Castle, which is the castle that the English tried to take from the Scots in the war that is in the Braveheart movie. So you've got the castle there, it's probably half a mile from the field. And then to the right of that, you have the bridge, it's called Stirling Bridge, which is also, if you watch or read any of the sort of like information or history on that specific battle played a huge part in why the Scots managed to win against the English in that war. And then at the other side of the field is this massive monument, which is called the Wallace Monument, which is uh, a monument that's kind of been built to, um, I guess, like educate and share on like William Wallace, the one of the, obviously the, 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 the main roles who was in, in the, the Braveheart movie and obviously such a Scottish legend. So on this field, it's surrounded by amazing history. And this field is really where I sort of like fell in love with the game of rugby. Like when I think back to it now, the things that like pop into my head are like the smell of the changing rooms when you walk into the, the facility, you know, it's like those weird things that you remember or like playing, you know, 15, 16 years old and, you know, playing in your first like, competitive game on the first team field so there's like loads of fields there but they've got the, the main field which is where the first team play just like those experiences like and you know the, the shivers down your spine when when you're running out there and running on the field for the first time and yeah I've always wanted to go back one day and coach at this club because one I sort of came through it as a player but I'm also just like I feel like it's such like a, a passionate place and there's so much like history in that area that you know, to be to be coaching there one day would be such like a cool thing to do. But yeah, I've had so many cool experiences on that field. And, you know, I think if you dug deep enough under the soil, you'd probably end up finding like swords and shields and all these sorts of things. So might have to do that one day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Tony. You had a question for Adam as well, man. I, I really want you to go ahead and get that question out too. Well, well Adam, thank you for joining us today, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, with your long history as being a fantastic rugby player, what, what, what my question was basically, you spent eight years in Glasnost. Um, and I know that decision was very, very difficult for you. Can you talk to our, our audience about how that decision came about? What was it about the L.A. Giltinas that sold you on, this is the next phase of my career that I want to be in? Um, can you take us behind the scenes in that decision-making process? Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be quite good to give some context to that situation and sort of how it played out. But like I said, I'd spent my whole professional career from 18 years old to 28 years old at Glasgow Warriors, which was my local professional team in Scotland, where I had an amazing career. Like I managed to achieve so many of the things I wanted to achieve since I was a young guy. And it kind of got to the point where I just, I fancied something different. There was a new coach that came into Glasgow and he'd sort of expressed that, you know, I could stay on if, if I wanted, but at the same time, like if I wanted to go and play somewhere else, like he was more than happy for me to take that opportunity. Um, so I, I, yeah, I guess it got to the point where I started looking around at different options and, you know, you look at maybe France, rugby's huge there, Japan, an, an amazing place to go and play rugby. But one of the things that had been sort of ticking away in the back of my mind was that, rugby in the USA was growing. You know, I was looking at the, the major league rugby competition over here and, you know, there's a lot of sort of things that sort of stop players from coming here at the moment. And that tends to be more players that are maybe, um, you know, they're sort of in their early stage of their career and they want to maybe play at the highest level of rugby 
and they might look at the, the the major league competition here and think, oh, maybe it's not as high a standard as other places. But you know, I think what I've really realised since coming here is that it is a tough, tough standard of rugby. It's physical. There's amazing athletes, etc. And you know, it, it really is a, a competitive place to play rugby. But yeah, I um, got speaking to the the GM Adam Fryer and the head coach last season, Darren Coleman, when I was at this point of sort of making the decision where to go and. And I really sort of was inspired by the whole concept of a new rugby team that was founded and being a part of that um, sort of foundational year of really getting the team up and running. And I'd been lucky enough to sort of win um, a championship at Glasgow. And I know that the Giltini's team was trying to sort of attract players that had had experience of winning and, and knew what that would take and what had to go into it in order to get to that point at the end of the year. So. I was just really inspired by the the concept. Um, the owner Adam Gilchrist, he has been also kind of a really successful businessman and was involved. I had a couple of business businesses back in the UK, and um, I really sort of saw that as an opportunity of maybe I can learn from him. Um, and also, you know, some of the the world class players that were going to be signing at the Giltinis. When, when I started to hear about that, I was like, man, these guys are really sort of making a statement and want to to push forward and, and develop rugby in the USA and sort of take it to the next level. So, and also when you hear about LA and it's a cool place to live, it's sunny the whole time, you know, being from Scotland, most of the, the rugby training sessions and games that I would play in were um, in the cold and, and the cloudy weather, rain a lot of the time and it was freezing. So that was certainly appealing to be out here and, and doing doing rugby and, and playing games in the sun at the Coliseum. So, yeah, there, there was a whole lot of things that came into it, but the inspiration of this new team and, and being part of building it and, and making sure that we could get off the winning ways and sort of put our foot down as a, a stronghold in American rugby was something that inspired me and that was really what sort of sealed the deal. That's, I will say that that's, that's, you know, there's a saying in business, at least I've heard it before. I don't know how many people follow, but they say, you know, if you want to be successful in business, find somebody who is and do what they do. Um, and just hearing you talking about, you know, your, your other businesses that you had going and, you know, part of that decision making process for you was, you know, looking and obviously understanding who, you know, the Giltini's owner is and his success in business. And, you know, just humbling yourself and saying, you know, maybe you can learn more from him. I mean, that's what our younger athletes need to understand as well. Like, you know, we can't do it forever, even though mentally we feel like we can physically. That's a whole nother conversation. And we definitely want to put ourselves in a better position for when that day does come, whenever that day is, um, we can land on our feet, so to speak, uh, and delve into other things and continue to be successful uh, because that's that's our nature. Like we we want to. We don't want nobody to give us anything really but an opportunity. The rest we'll take care of on our own. Um, mm-hmm. That's amazing. You know, I got to say this, Adam. I, I do know this. this I want to lighten the load a little bit. In case you guys are unaware, Adam Ash, it's a fun fact about Adam. He actually happens to be a really good DJ. <laughs> so, and, and, and Tony, I don't know if you even know this. He's actually performed around L.A. DJing. So my first question to you is this. And, you know, I, I see Dr. D waving in the background, but, you know, I want to get the first answer right now. Favorite place to spend and perform in L.A. so far? Um, okay, I'll give you it quickly. So I reckon I live in Hermosa Beach and I really like the pier down on, on the beach there. 
Okay. And I played it played in a couple of bars down there, but probably my favourite bar to play in is a bar called Tower Twelve, which is often filled full of rugby fans after games. They all seem to flock down here, and occasionally I'll jump on the decks and spin for a couple of hours. And yeah, the place just goes crazy. It's not a massive bar, but it is one where if you can fill it up, the energy is just amazing in that place. So I've had a lot of good nights down there. You know, it's it's funny, and I want to take that how you say I've played in a lot of venues. You know, that were smaller venues, but the fans, you wouldn't know if you were playing in front of 30,000 or 100,000 because the fans is what make the atmosphere kind of like playing in a smaller venue like that. But the energy of the people inside, it makes it an amazing experience to play at. Now, my next question to you is. What music do you play? What what kind of what are you spinning? Like, are you are you out there spinning? You know, we got our Scottish our Scottish rugby guy spinning some hip hop and rap, <laughs> or or is it more like, um, what is it EDM or whatever? What yeah. what's, what's your cup of tea? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I like all sorts of different types of music, from classical to hip hop to dance to house. I'm a big fan of all of it. I would say the most common genre of music that you would hear me play is probably like house music or tech house i love the energy of like the the build-ups the big drops and then you know all that you know i'm a big fan of that but i, I love r&b i love hip-hop a lot of the music that i'll play will be like remix like house remixes of really popular r&b and hip-hop songs so yeah. yeah really i cover all bases and uh you know whatever the dance floor is feeling you've got to put it out there that's it that's what i'm talking about and i knew i loved adam because i'm a house fanatic thank you are you? That alive for us. I don't know. Is that is that the oops 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 oops? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll get my uh, I'll get my I'll get my Terry Crews on uh, popping and locking out there. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey guys, you know what? We're coming up to that moment. We got to take one more break. I think here. Um, when we come back, I also want to make sure. To, let, to talk with Adam, I want to talk to him about some of his work he does with the UCLA rugby team uh, here this past offseason. And actually, I, I have a young man that I, I, we became friends, one of his best friends. I used to train his friend for a very long time. I used to try to get him to come out and train with us, but for whatever reason, he was afraid to train with me. I can neither confirm nor deny why. Maybe he just didn't like my bad jokes during training. Uh, neither here nor there. Hey, guys, you're listening to the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. In the lounge, we got Adam Ash, Scotland's son, rugby phenomenon. He is now here with the Los Angeles Guiltinis. We're so fortunate to have him with us. And, of course, my homie Tony Kelly is with us. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In the lounge, the sports lounge with Big Lou. Just follow the f***ing show.
everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. In case you missed it, we're in the sports lounge today right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. Our guest in the lounge today is Adam Ash, Los Angeles Guiltini, rugby phenomenon, Scotland's son from Sterling, Scotland, of all pl- I mean, that's it doesn't get any better than that. It's like the energy that, you know, Tony, I, I'm going to say it this way. I'm the least traveled individual, uh, born and raised here in L.A., and I've never been to Catalina Island. And I will, it's probably like, I will probably make it to Sterling before I make it to Catalina Island. <laughs> I hear you. I truly, I truly understand that. However, I yeah. do, I, I have traveled. And what, what I was laughing about earlier is, it's not even laughing, just appreciating Adam's appreciation of our weather. Because coming from the, the climate he came from and playing in LA, it has to be something that you enjoy being able to just really be, just, just, just being able to just enjoy a game that's on dry turf, the elements are not a factor, you can really showcase your skills. Is that something or am I overstating that? No, I, no, I, I don't. I don't think you're overstating that at all. I don't think you're overstating that at all. And to no avail. And, and you know, people, I, 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 will, I said it earlier. I'm quick to throw myself under the bus because if if I do it, then I don't have to leave it to nobody else, and I can do it by my terms. Uh, right. And I am not the most technically savvy individual out there. To be quite honest with you, I actually still have a MySpace account. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I feel like it's, I feel like we may have lost Adam here. Um, I could be wrong, but it looks like we may have lost our connection with Adam, which is oh, there he is. He made it back. There you go. Anyway, um, real quick, guys, I want to put this out there real quick. Um, just a quick reminder for the June fifth match this coming Sunday. Kickoff is at 3 p.m. at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Do yourself a favor. Make sure to get out there. It's the regular season finale with a chance to see your Guiltinis clinch the number one seed in the Western Conference. Pride match celebrating the inclusivity of rugby and Los Angeles communities. We will also be celebrating the U.S. winning the bid for the 2031 and 2033 Rugby World Cups. We have a deal for you all. $20 plus minimal fees, you can get a ticket to the match, a Giltini's trucker hat, and a pair of rainbow pride shoe laces. The link to get these things done and taken care of is fivo.me slash trucker hat. We also have the Sports Lounge ticket link for any fans of the show that would like to come out to the match as well for 20 bucks. The ticket link to that is fivo.me slash sports lounge 65. And uh, I got to tell you, Adam, with your DJing skills, um, I got to ask, have you ever spun for the guys on the team? And if so, or just hanging around the locker room, there's music playing pregame, we're getting hype, we're getting ready, or it's locker room and we're just having fun during the practice week. Who would you choose out of all the Guiltinis to be your hype man going in for a big set? That's a good question. So... There was a guy here last season. His name was Glenn Bryce. He was also from Scotland. But believe it or not, he's a professional rugby player. Like he played in the Guiltini's team. He 
him and I used to do gigs together. So he would be like MCing and I would be playing the music. So last season when we played the final at the Coliseum, uh, I was injured. I couldn't play with my bicep injury. So I ended up DJing the halftime show on the field and Glenn Bryce, his name's MC Bryce. MC he Bryce. actually MC'd, the, he MC'd over the top and we got the crowd pumped up and we had the best time. So he was probably like, he was my all time number one MC just because we knew each other so well. Like, and you know, he was absolutely hilarious. But now if I was to choose somebody, it would probably be, I think Johnny Ryberg because he is, he, the things that he would come out with would just be absolutely hilarious and I think people would find it so funny so probably Johnny Ryberg is for a current <laughs> player <laughs> okay best dance moves in a dance battle who would you take Andrew Tawala Billy Meeks I'm going to say Billy Meeks I think he's got that one <laughs> <laughs> of course, for those of you who don't know, Andrew Tuala, as, as great a footwork as the guy has and as, as quick as he is, uh, he is a little bit bigger than Billy Meeks, uh, but that's what would make fun for it. And both of those guys, I got to tell you, I've been fortunate to have them both on the show uh, here in the past, and they were both, you know, absolute great guys to have in the lounge with us, great interviews, and uh, even more so, just great people, great men. Um, and good attitude, like they're super funny uh, as well. Now, my, my next question is, when is your next set? So the next set, there's been a few rumors in the air and uh, it might actually be sooner than later, but I think potentially this Sunday after the game, um, after we play Seattle at the Coliseum, I think I'm going to jump on the decks for a couple of hours down at Tower 12 Bar in Hermosa Pier. Okay. So I think that'll be from like nine till 11 or nine till half past 11. So I'll do a couple of hours down there after the game on Sunday. So if you want to come down, if anybody's out there that wants to come down and join and have some fun, we'll make sure the music's loud and the dance floor is busy. And yeah, come down and join us. It'll be a good night. Listen, I, I don't know about you, Tony T. I think I'm going to go down there and, and, and check it out. You know, I don't dance as well as I used to, but I can get on the floor and at least look like I'm having a fit. Um, <laughs> brother, you know I'm going to be there. <laughs> hey, Adam, one last question. We're coming up on the end of the show, man. I know you got some other things that you need to get into as well. So I appreciate you taking this much time to hang out with us in the sports lounge today. Uh, but I just want to just real quick talk about your experience working with the UCLA rugby team as an interim coach. What's that like this past offseason? Yeah, that was awesome. So like when I came here a year and a half ago, I was lucky enough to get to know Dave Clancy who was the former UCLA head coach, but now actually works with the Giltinis now. Um, so he brought me on board and I was assistant coach with him there for the six, first six months. And then when he transitioned to coming over to the Giltinis to work, I actually stepped in and was the interim head coach at UCLA in, in my off season. So it was about a five months period uh, before they brought in a new head coach. But Absolutely loved it. Like I'm really I'm passionate for for everything UCLA rugby. I think the group of guys is amazing. Um, they've got a huge potential. They've they've got some fantastic players coming out of the program. Lucas LeCamp, who's playing for the USA men's sevens team, they've just finished playing in, in London. He scored a, a fantastic try there over the weekend. So amazing talent coming through. And I think it's a really well-run program. And now the new coach, Harry Bennett, has stepped in. Um, I'm now back as the assistant coach, but he's a, an Australian guy, 
He's, he played his rugby at New York and he's moved over to LA four months ago there, stepped in and he's done a fantastic job as the head coach. And yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I love going up there. I go up on a Tuesday, Thursday. And if I'm not playing on the weekend, I'll go to the game as well on the weekend. So it's a great, great place. And hopefully the programme just keeps building and, and gets better and keeps producing those top class players. That You know what? That's amazing. And again, that's another huge part of of just the unspoken responsibility of, of our athletes out there is giving back to the kids, giving back to the youth and sharing that experience that we were so fortunate to have and try to help these guys along the way uh, get an opportunity to have that same experience. If not, uh, teach them the proper way to go about playing this thing we call rugby, football, basketball, whatever the, whatever the sport of the craft may be, uh, so they can have a great experience about it as well. Uh, and I have to do this, guys. I, I, you know, I, I misspoke. Or not, I don't want to say I misspoke, but I left out a little bit of information. Tony, I think you know where I'm going this. Adam, I'm going to share this with you. Are you a bowler, Adam, by chance? A bowler? A bowler. Like, as in, like, like baseball? Or like, what, like No, like bowling, like hitting pins. Like, oh, right, right, right. Um, nah, I'm pretty awful at it, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so I, went, I, I have to say, I said last week, I went out on a date with a, with a young lady, a beautiful young lady, and we went bowling, and I... I misspoke. I, I had said that I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't pull back on any competition. I don't care if I'm playing against kids, senior citizens, women. If you step on a competition against me, I'm going to give you the business. <laughs> so I failed to mention last week that, you know, when I was talking about how I put the smack down on this, this young lady bowling, I left out Tony T and, and it, it came back to bite me. I left out the fact that she did have one broken shoulder. Bro, are you serious? <laughs> this is this, this is my this is my retraction or just giving all the information that even though she had one broken shoulder, she still competed and did her best. And I I took advantage of the one broken shoulder and put the smack down. So I just want to apologize for leaving that out there, and hopefully you'll forgive me for for not giving the hotel and. The hotel tale of what actually happened and me beating up on a, on a young woman in the bowling match. Guys, that's the end of the show for today. You have been listening to the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. Adam Ash, big thank you to you for joining us in the lounge today and thank taking you, time with us. We really appreciate it. Tony T, always a pleasure as the co-host, man. Without you, it would just be me leaning on, well, nothing. I'd fall down. Um, Hey guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. My pool one just shake smooth like a newborn. We should be dancing, romancing in the east wing and the west wing of this mansion was happening. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou is brought to you by Evolve Entertainment. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou's executive producers are Jeremiah Higgins and Lewis Jones. I am the commentator and co-host, Tony Kelly. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou's master sound engineer is Dr. D, a.k.a. Richard Dugan. See you next week in the lounge, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. Oh, yeah.